Welcome to the Random Tea Random Miniseries Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about The Night Manager, Episode 3. Wow. I know, Halfway I'm excited. There. Halfway there. Halfway there. Halfway there. I like this one. Uh, this is the episode in which uh, Corky gets removed as the right-hand man. Yeah, and Pine doesn't Be- do anybody. Let me tell my joke. Okay, sorry. Okay, Corky so go ahead. Corky gets removed as Roper's right-hand man. I guess he was causing too much friction. <laughs> Get I it? like your joke. Get it? I like your joke. That was great. Thank you. you I'm glad we're friends. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, And Pine uh, famously does not fuck anybody in this episode. I know. I know. I kept waiting for it. And it didn't happen. You sure him and Corky didn't secretly sleep together? Ooh. Write that fanfic. Angry. That'd be angry fucking. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. I like it. Again, also while we're while we're friends. (laughs) (laughs) So we have feedback. We do. We do. Episode two. Um, it was funny because Michael missed us by like. Yeah, we finished recording, and the email came in. We're like, so I am. I'm reading said email. Correct. Yes, you are. Okay. So uh, Michael says, "Aloha, ladies. Aloha." Um. Okay. Just what the hell did Pine do in the military? He's taking. Okay. <laughs> we actually talked about this. We in did the podcast. We did. Um, we're assuming he did some intelligence work. Yes, because and his, I know that's a big assumption, but well, him and Burr talk discuss uh, Jonathan's Pine's father. Correct. And then they mentioned that Jonathan was in the same regiment, so mm-hmm. we can only assume he did the same type of work. Right. So, so there's that. There's that. Um. So Michael says he's taken to being a spy way too easy. He says that the uh, question rang in my head through this entire episode. It made it hard to focus on what was going on because I was constantly wondering um, how he knew what to do. Yeah, how he knew how to act. Um, They better explain this. And so uh, he says two episodes, uh, two sex scenes for Hiddleston. I wonder how much influence he had on the plot slash script. Well, he is one of the executive producers. So I love Michael. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This is in the actual email, yes. which is beautiful. Yes. And so uh, he says it also seemed to hint that he'd eventually wind up betting Mr. F- uh, Furley. S- uh, sorry, Mr. Roper's oh, current tweets. Oh, company. Michael. Oh, my God. That's great. I got that reference. <laughs> so, like for real this time. It's awesome, Michael. Um, so he says, as a watcher of Supergirl, it was weird to see David Harwood um, as the U.S. spy consultant. Now I want to see the... Um, the Martian Manhunter in the show. And actually, it was weird to see him uh, in this episode because I know him from Doctor Who. I know nothing. And he was in the um, Ten's last episodes, I think, End of Time or something I of time. They're Snow. all of something of time. Um, that I And it was a Doctor Who marathon. And I was like, oh, my God, you're in, you're in Night Manager. So, yeah. So, apparently, he was in Supergirl, too. I did not know oh, that. I see. Uh, so, Michael continues, the infiltration into Roper's organization should raise all kinds of red flags. It does not. Uh, especially with Corker running background checks. Uh, well, it did to Corky. Well, yeah. It raised Corky's a lot the of only red, one that... It raised a lot of Corky's flags. Yeah, wah, it did. Wah, wah. Um... <laughs> That's awesome. So there's that. Um, so he uh, he ends with, uh, the action in the show is good, but the setup to get there still seems weak to me. It is. Uh, cheers it doesn't and, seem weak. It is. Yeah. Cheers and stay dar- Jarvelous. Aww. So yeah, I, I, we go back to that several times. It's, it, it's a weak have story. To, you kind of have to swallow a lot to say, okay, I believe where he is and where he's going. I would really hope that they were banking on 
people seeing this and enjoying it thoroughly, people who had actually read the book. Yeah. Which yeah. I chose not to read the book before watching this. Correct. Because time. Because time. Um, so, although I am probably going to go and read it after. Okay. That's cool. So. See, I don't know. I kind of want to, like, if you buy it, I'll totally look at it. Because I don't know what You'll this guy's. You'll look at it. Well, I don't know what this guy's writing style is. You don't say you read it. You just look at it. Because okay. there, there are a lot of good stories out there that I'm like, I cannot read because the writing style is terrible. Yeah. Or it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. So. Well, I, I'm going to get it and see. I'll probably. Yeah. I'd see, I might kindle it. Yeah. I'll still look at it. You'll still look at it? Okay. Yeah. I'll be like, let me look at it. Because if he's one of those guys that spends like two pages describing a pair of pants, like I'm going to nope out of like, that I, super hard. Like I just got um, the first Terry Pritchard book. Yeah. And trying desperately to read it, and it's hurting me. Yeah. Like, I really want to enjoy it, but I can't... I don't know these characters. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, but... And, and also, that's one of the things, because you're, you're looking at it in a chron- chronological order, and sometimes writers get better. Yeah, I thought... Yeah, this is age. the first... This is his, literally the first book. Yeah. And I'm like... Mm. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. I'm having a hard time, like, picturing the characters in my head. Yeah. And remembering which character is, because this character says this, and this character says that. And I'm like, okay, now which one was that? Yeah, that can be kind of rough. So, yeah, it's kind of rough. So, um, we're not going to do writer-director because we're the same. Correct. Everywhere there. So, you just want to get to the recap? Yeah. Okay, so we start off with a huge birthday party. Woo! For one uh, Apo's daughter. Yeah. He gives her a very expensive necklace. It's so pretty. And uh, Elena, which is the daughter's name, yeah. does not look very happy at all. No. And I'm like, oh, this is and not And he tells her well. to smile. Yeah. He's putting like on it. a show, it sounds like. Yeah. This um, whole thing looks like a show. But anyway, everybody's there except Pine. And they're dancing and they're having a good time. And, oh, excuse me. That was lovely. I apologize. So a maid comes uh, out into the crowd crying and gets Apo. And he was dancing with Jed. Yeah. So Jed follows him back and they find uh, where Elena has hung herself in Ugh, the bathroom shower of all places. Terrible. But whatever. Yeah, it's it's awful. So, and it's meant to be. I mean, it's not, not meant to be nice. Yeah, and it's right there at the beginning of the episode. So. Yeah. Aww. And you keep getting cuts of everybody enjoying the party. Yeah, while they're trying to get her down. And it's, it's yeah. heartbreaking, really. It is. So uh, later the next morning, we're assuming... Roper and team are leaving, and uh, Jed says that Elena must have been in a lot of pain. Roper says she's caused a lot of pain. He's got to reschedule a meeting, and Jed's like, uh, hold up. Yeah, she wasn't happy about that. Walks away from him, and so Roper and Sandy and Corky uh, get a game plan together to reschedule the meeting at a children's party or whatever. Right. Um, And then Roper goes over to Jed and apologizes, because he should. Because that was a terrible thing that he said. It really was. And but Jed is still kind of pissed. And we because and that's the thing. The audience has seen her in a way that we don't even know. Roper has seen her. Mm-hmm. She's she's got some kind of anxiety or something going on to where she has to pull her shit together before she makes a public appearance. So we know Jed's not well. So I think there's probably a lot of identification going on. And he makes this flippant comment, and she's like, "Wow, you're an asshole." Yeah. So, yeah. There's that. So, go back to the villa. And Frisky goes to fetch Pine. <laughs> takes him to Roper. Yeah. And we find Roper is, is meeting with Sandy. And Daniel is there. And they're, I think they're trying to get the, the meeting, everything all put together. Mm-hmm. So, Daniel's there. And Pine comes in. Daniel thanks Pine for saving him. But then Roper sends Daniel and Sandy off. And the dogs. 
and the dogs and tells Frisky to give him some privacy. Tells the tells him to get the leaf blower dude to yeah blow off. <laughs> and uh, so he pours Pine a glass of wine. It's like ten o'clock in the morning. I know or like, some shit. Talk about day drinking. That's the thing we get. Like we get shit with with Corky later about you know Corky drinking, and I'm like. Roper always has a fucking drink. Like, every time you see him, he's drinking. Yeah. So, but yeah. But he's not a drunk. No. And that's the thing. Because so, I did think about that. I was like, you never see Roper inebriated. No. You see him drinking a lot, yeah. but he's it could always have been apple in juice. control. It could have been apple juice. It could have. You never know. Out of a nice, fancy champagne bottle. So, he asks Pine what he wants. Pine says, I'd like to go back to the restaurant, please, sir, and thank you. Mm-hmm. Roper's like, you're bullshit. That you are not. This is not who you are. You're lying to me. And so Roper tells Pine that Corky doesn't trust him. Right. Can't figure him out. So they discuss the murder, mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes, in Devin. Because <laughs> I don't think there was an actual murder. I don't think that he actually killed anybody. I don't know. I, like, wonder, but I don't think so. I don't think some dude would just show up and volunteer to get killed. Yeah, I think that was all stage. Like our Scottish friend? Yeah. I don't think he showed up just to get killed. Yeah, I think he was... You cannot pay me enough money. Because he did say, like, he was going to get a new life. Yeah. So, yeah. So they killed his identity. Right. Which is not the first time they've done that. Yeah. They, 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 like, hand out identities, like credit Uh, cards. Apparently, yeah. So... So anyway, um, so they talk about the murder, and Corky comes in talking about that the party set up, and so Pine is explaining what happened in Devon about the uh, the girl and how he got the passport, the name and the passport and everything. So Frisky comes back, and Roper has a file, and he's going over Pine's background. He's got a lot of info, so much. But basically, this is like a job interview. Yeah, I think, and Pine is trying to defend some actions, his actions, some actions. <laughs> All the bad actions. My eyes are going faster than my brain trying to read this. (laughs) So Pine's trying to defend his actions, but then Pine blows up. He's really tired of being here. He just wants his passport. Oops, Corky shredded it. (gasps) Yeah. Um, He tells Pine that Thomas Thomas Quince's cover is blown. Mm -hmm. And that there are warrants everywhere. He's all over the alerts and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And Jed walks in and Roper accidentally blows up at her. He does apologize. He does. He says he's sorry. She's like, whoa, baby. Um, and he tells Jed that Pine is staying at the cottage down there at the end of the estate. Mm-hmm. So, and he gives Pine an assignment. He is to keep Daniel company, company because his little friend who was supposed to come and visit didn't show. Because their parents didn't like Roper. I don't know why. Why? I can't imagine. He's just understand. an international arms dealer. I get it's that. fine. I know. Whatever. It's totally fine. So Roper basically threatens Pine with play nice or I'll kill you. Yeah. And um, one thing I thought was nice is uh, he Pine plays off the whole I don't want to be here thing pretty well mm-hmm. when he clearly wants to be there because he's to infiltrate the organization. But he's like, I just want to go back. It's I just want to go back to the yeah. yeah. But it worked. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And Corky at this point is but, really the only one that's super suspicious. But at of the him. same time, Roper's kind of kidnapped him. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So there's that. So Corky uh, takes Pine outside and. Gives him the house rules. It's nice. No phones, no postcards, or whatever. And gives him directions to the cottage. Also directions to walk out into the ocean and kill himself. Yeah. So he's so yeah. nice. He's so sweet, Corky. Corky's so Corky's good at the orientation. <laughs> darling. I love Corky. So later uh, we go to Burr and team. And they're watching um, Roper's Villa from across the lake or river. Bay or, or whatever bay it is. Bay or water. And there's nothing. Yeah. So that scene was kind of... 
It seems close enough that they could get like they could conceivably view that far away. Because you can, but like, they don't have a whole lot of equipment right now. Yeah, because you can see from like Roper's Villa, like you can look across the bay and see like the town. Yeah, over. and I don't think it's an island. No, I think it's like it's a just peninsula isolated. kind of a deal. Yeah, it's just isolated. Yeah, because they drive in and out. They don't fly or get Correct. on a boat or whatever. So, so uh, then we see a very fit pine <gasps> running down the beach, is nice. barefoot. But Roper has left him a pair of trainers. Yeah, with that's that's sweet. Because they're gonna. I couldn't read the note. I can't. Oh, like, I, I can't remember. What I it paused said. it. I didn't think and, to. Like it was too blurry for me, and but it was clearly signed Roper. So and then they yeah because it was RR yeah and then they play tennis and we see uh okay and we see Pine he's swimming mm-hmm. and he gets out of the pool. Corky yeah, he hands him a towel and tells him that he can screw around with any of the help, but to stay away from Jed. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, which I'm sorry. The fact that it took Corky to say something. Like, I'm pretty sure the boss's girl needs to be off limits. Like, isn't that just... Like, known? A given? Yeah. It is known. It yeah, is known. it's known. You don't screw around with the boss's girl. But Corky makes it quite clear. Yeah. And he so. gives this flowery speech, and it's great. It's it's beautiful, really. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to Pine meeting with Roper again. and But Pine wants to, he, he wants to take Danny into town. Yeah. And Roper's like, why? For a change. He's taking his his assignment to keep Daniel company very seriously. Yeah. This is yeah. what he's been told to do, so he wants to get Danny away for and a little bit. And he's good with Danny. He is. But uh, Roper's like, he says, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's thanking him for doing what he wanted him to do. I guess, yeah. Keeping Danny entertained. Yeah. Uh, so Roper sends Frisky and Tabby to go with him, which is great, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> um, so... Burr's team from across the way sees Pine is on the move and they scatter to go see where he's going and everybody move, 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 whatever. So Pine and his little group, they're walking around the docks. Pine sees Burr. Pine and Daniel are talking about the bodyguards, Frisky and Tabby, about how Mm -hmm. uh, Daniel apparently hasn't really had a bodyguard assignment as much in the past. Whereas now it's since he was, since the, since the attempted kidnapping or whatever it was. So, um, but Pine grabs Daniel and puts him up on his shoulders. I guess he's, is he trying to get the bodyguards to relax? I think so. Like he shocks them into relaxing them? Or he's trying to get, like, because at that point he had already made contact with, like, visual contact with Burr. Yeah. So it's not like he was trying to get her attention. No, no. I'm not really sure what that was. I I think he was trying to get them to relax relax a a little bit by seeing that, you know, he's cool. He's just trying to take care of the boy. Burr gets out of the car and starts following them. She's trying to pass as a tourist. She's got and the she's, whole book. I mean, she's got the whole pregnant thing, too. Yeah, she does Nobody not, suspects no. a pregnant lady. No. And she's holding, like, a book. Mm-hmm. And Pine suggests they go get ice cream. And he tells, you know, the kid to go ask Tabby and Frisky. Apparently don't want any ice cream, which is just weird, but whatever. So they're standing there, and they're ordering the ice cream. Pistachio. Yeah. Very important. Just so you know. And Pine starts asking Daniel about this party. In front and, of Burr. Yes. Obviously. Well, he even has, like, his body turned towards her. Yeah. His face is turned this way towards... Like, and he's like, so what me. about this party that's coming? Yeah. Um, and, like, she continues the, the cover and um, asks for a list of ice cream flavors. Because she was really asking for a list of who was going to be at the party. Yes. Can you... I need to... I need to hear every flavor. And, like, this is when I get super impressed with spy people because... 
I'm the least uh, chill person, like, ever. And so I'd be like, what? What? <laughs> I don't do subtle super well. Don't do subtle, no. So, like, I can respect these no. people. Because this was this was really artful because, like, she gets her point across, he understands it, and he gets her the information he can. And Danny is none the wiser. Yes. Danny, and, and I know he's um, a kid, I, but still. I've decided Danny is an NPC. Oh, I like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And later I'll explain why. Okay. Okay. Um, but I still think she seems a little obvious. Because, boy, she is looking right at him. Yeah. And listening. And she's, so if I were Frisky and Tabby, yeah. I would be suspicious. But then again, Frisky and Tabby aren't your smartest bulb in the bulb box. That's true. So, you know. So, Pine starts rattling off names of people he thinks uh, are going to be at this party. Sandy and Carol. And the whole time he's, yeah, like I said before, he's turned towards Burr. And he mentions to Danny um, that Corky is trying. I've got a problem. Corky, Ma- Major Corcoran doesn't. Major Corcoran care for me. doesn't like me. He's yeah. trying to find out all about me, all the way back to the ancient Egyptians. <laughs> and I was I'm like, like that's oh, hilarious. Damn son. Damn, son. Ooh, yeah. So and um, Danny just thinks that's funny. Yes, that's a funny turn of phrase. That's hilarious. From my but good friend Burr, Burr knows exactly. Yep, knows what, what he he's asking. We need to take. We need to get rid of Corky. Yeah, he's a problem. Yep. So go back to the island, and Pine is asking Danny about life there. They're throwing. They're not exactly skipping rocks. They're just throwing. Yeah. Like why? But whatever. Um. So he's Pine's asking Danny a lot of fucking questions. But then again, Danny's a kid, so Danny can be pumped for information and not really realize that's what's happening. So he tells him um, they only come there in the summer. He calls his dad Roper. I, I Roper, caught that Roper, too. Roper. Roper. I caught Roper, that too. Roper. I thought that was interesting because Jed calls him Roper. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't call him Richard or Dickie. Um, really only Sandy sometimes calls him Dickie, but mostly boss. Um, and yeah. I thought it was weird that your kid calls you Roper. But sometimes he calls him dad too. Sometimes, but yeah. In I this thought scene, that was a very strange directorial choice. Yeah, in this to scene it was very Roper, Roper, Roper. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. dude, that's your dad. So uh, he gets the kid talking about the main house. Mm-hmm. And like there's 23 rooms and this many bathrooms and all this other stuff. And Roper's secret office. And they talk about, they joke about how the office is full of peppermints. But he also, that the alarm is tested every day at 11. Okay, this is where I realized <laughs> that I'm watching a video game. <laughs> he's an and NPC. And Danny is giving him a quest. He is. He's a super NPC because he's like, I'm going to give you this very specific information. <laughs> yes. And he's like volunteering a lot of this. And I was like, he's giving him a quest. Yep. And you need to find this key. And the quest is and to break goes into off the, at this yeah. time. And I, this, Danny is an NPC. Okay. I could totally buy that. So... This has ruined the rest of the show for me <laughs> because now I'm watching a video game. Well, there you go. So there are things that you can't unsee. No. So anyway. You're um, welcome. So then we go to Joel and Burr who are outside of a church where Apo is going in to meet with a priest. Yeah, because this is in Madrid. Yes, we're in Madrid. Um, and Burr goes in and she tries to get Apo to flip to their side. Calls herself his guardian angel. Yeah, she she lays it on pretty thick because apparently he's she's super, on the side of the angel. He's super guilty after his daughter. He's is feeling very suicide. guilty of the death of his daughter. Yes. Yeah. Apo um, apparently called the Madrid office, but then when they asked for his name, he hangs up. But they so, knew it was him. So he's already got the leanings of I need to spill the beans. Well, on, they wouldn't on have Roper. reached out to him if he hadn't have done that. Exactly. So they know he's ready to turn. Um, but she tells me he's on the she's on the side of the angels, and I'm like, but are you one? She is not. No, no, no. 
So she asks him to help her take down specifically Corky. And she plays up the pregnant angle with Apo. Yeah, it's the she's pa- got it's her the ha- parent. She's got her hand hand on the on her stomach. It's, yeah. Plus, she's in a well, church, and you know, it's the the whole Virgin Mary thing. And well, it's um, it's very much a parent to parent conversation. Absolutely. So, so go back to the villa, and Roper's talking to Pine again. Again. <laughs> and Roper's telling Pine that him and Corky go way back, and yep. Pine plants the idea of Corky drinking too much. Yeah. This is a concern for Pine because his father was killed. Uh, one of the sergeants in his unit got drunk and told about their plans for the next day and it got his father killed. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's kind of a strong story. Um, but Roper says he's still trying to figure Pine out and they discuss the finer points of being a man. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. This is where um, I read a post uh, or I think it was an article that was linked on Tumblr and it said that. Basically, the night manager is linen shirt porn. Mm. Between between okay. Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston, they wear more wrinkly linen shirts with the rolled up sleeves, and that is basically all you get. Okay. And I was like, yep, there it is. So, uh, later, again, yeah. because we're just, we're all over the freaking place. I don't even know how much time is passing here. Yeah, I don't either. So, Sandy and his family show up, and then Annie, too. And Pine can see what's happening between Sandy and the, the nanny. Yep. And Apo's here, too. So, yay, whatever. It's so exciting. <laughs> so, while everyone is... Is this the party? This is one of them. Okay, the the children's party yes, or whatever? Yes, yes. Okay, while everyone's yeah. otherwise engaged, Pine does the thing I tried to tell him not to do. Yeah. He goes looking around. Yeah. And he opens the door to Jet's room, and she's crying and naked. She does that a lot. She does a lot of this. Um... A lot of the naked. More naked than the crying, though. More naked than the More crying, More naked than yes. the crying. Yeah. Correct. I'm okay with this. I'm fine with that. Um, he tells her that the party's getting started, and I think she was talking to her kid on the phone or I something. I think she was, yeah. Ouch. Which, to your... Because I know it, in the last episode when she talked to her mom, <laughs> um, you were wondering if... Because the mom said something about the son is not here, and in this episode, I think we get confirmation that she lives... Or that the son lives with her sister. Yeah, there's a conversation about that. So, yeah, so this is her son, which mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that she actually directly talked to him. Yeah. But her sister may not be as much of a bitch as her mom is. That's true. So who knows? That's true. Parents can be weird. Yeah. So, uh, downstairs, Roper's doing a magic trick for the children. It's the cups game. Mm-hmm. The ball in the cup, whatever. Um, and Pine is, is watching. Whatever. Pine's uh, always watching Pine, everything. I'm always watching you. <laughs> Uh, Cor- Corky is flirting with the pool bunnies. Oh, Corky. Um, My and sweet baby. Apo was planting the idea of Corky being a drunk to Sandy. Yeah. And that their Arab uh, contact is nervous because of it. Yeah, Bagardi does not, he does not want um, Corky involved. He yeah. said he won't do the deal if Corky's involved. Sandy goes to tell Roper. And then Jed goes to Pime so that Roper can talk to Sandy. And then she tells Roper that they're going to go for a stroll. Yep. Roper tells Frisky and Tabby to escort Corky's little friends off the premises. Because, of course, at this point, Corky's kind of drunk. Kind of? Well, a lot of drunk. And so it's like, baby, you're not, you're you're playing right into their hands. Because despite the fact that he's terrible, I really like Corky. Oh, he's so much. He's fun. He's fun. And I think that's what it is. And I think it's because the audience knows that... 
Corky's not like Corky's really good at his job because he's very suspicious yeah. of Pine and he has every right. He had to every be. right to be suspicious of Pine. So like I really like He was Corky. right. He's right. Yeah, he's he's absolutely he's right. right. It's tropey though. Mm-hmm. Um but Roper's not happy. Yeah. Uh, and he tells Frisky and Tabby they can make as much noise as they like and they do. Yeah. Oh, they kick him out. Yeah. So uh we go to the beach and Jed and Pine are taking a walk. And Pine starts drilling her for questions. If yep. she know, if he know, if she knows what Roper does, and she doesn't know, she doesn't want to know. Yeah, she makes that very clear. Like I don't fucking want to know. No, she says she don't want to know. Uh, but she tells him he shouldn't have seen her. She's like, I don't care about the naked part, but you shouldn't have seen me crying. And you're not, you're not to tell anybody. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I don't care who sees me naked, but I do care who sees me. Crying. But that, but when you're truly naked, yeah. And so that's because the there's with, naked and then there's naked. Because that's the thing with Jed. Like, she's clearly been very, like, exhibition-y. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, since we met her back in Switzerland. Um, But, yeah, so she draws a line with that, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, So she takes off her clothes and goes swimming. She just leaves her dress right there in the water. I know. I was like, at least you could put it in the sand, but all right. You're just whatever. Whatever. Rich can, people. Fucking yeah. rich people. But Pine behaves, and I'm very proud of she him. He does. For once. So then we get a really brief scene of Corky rethinking his life choices. Correct. And then we go to Pine, who can't sleep, and all I can think about is Jed swimming. And I'm like, Pine, no. Pine, no. So we're back at the UK, and Rex gets called to to talk to the permanent secretary. Yeah, yeah. My question is, is there a temporary one? If we have a permanent <laughs> one, do we have a temporary one? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. But it's very much like <coughs> you're going to be on board with us, right, wink, wink. Um. So he goes to some room where things are happening. Yep. The room where it happened. <laughs> uh, and they talk about this limpet thing. Yeah. This limpet program that Joel and Burr are uh, working on. And they want him to turn it over. And he says, no. The scene's a lot more complex than that. Because they do a lot of like, well, you know, it's really complex. And intelligence should really be, you know, running herd over this. And, you know, you don't really want the headache. And it's all very like, it's fun. And he's like, yeah, but. The resources are already spread too thin or some shit. And he's like, basically, he's like, uh, no. No, I peed on it. It's mine. Shut up. So we go outside and Rex is met by one of the guys who's in the room. And he tries to bribe Rex to hand over the case with some very rich dead uncle, which I need one of those. I know, right? Can I have a rich dead uncle? That'd be great. Thanks. Yes. So go back to the villa and Pine goes to talk to Carol at the pool. Yeah. And I'm like, just no. Uh, she tells him that he sees everything but says nothing. Which I was like, yeah, that's totally accurate. Uh, and she knows her husband is screwing the nanny. Mm-hmm. Asks him why Roper's keeping him there. And she tells him they're grooming you. Well, and she also says, um, Sandy tells me everything. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. Um, she tells him about the arms deal yep. that he already knew about. Yep. And she says that Sandy screws everyone and tells her, tells her everything. Sandy's screwing everybody and tells her everything. Yep. Roper is faithful to Jed and tells her nothing. Yeah. I thought that was really uh, key because, you know, Sandy is an asshole, but Carolyn knows a lot of shit. Yeah. She knows all She's the dirty it. shit. She is in it. And then Roper is completely faithful to Jed, but also I think doesn't tell Jed her shit. Act- I think Roper actually loves Jed. I, do I too. think he really in does. His, in his own in way. In his own way. I think he really does love her. I do too. Um, so Carol asks Pine if she should tell Jed. And he's like, maybe. Oh, <laughs> it's like, you're not helpful at all. So we go to Joel and Burr at a beautiful sunset. Beautiful. 
And he's telling her not to worry. And he asks about Mr. Burr. Oh, yeah. And she admits that she isn't in love with her husband. And I knew Joel and Burr had a past. Oh, yeah. I knew it. You did. You called that before you even saw this episode. I did. Yeah. I I just knew. Yeah. You did. You called it. Yeah, I did. They just... <laughs> and I didn't want to be like, yes, you're totally right, but I'm like, hmm, that's nice. Mm. Yeah, yes, yeah. So back at the villa, uh, Danny's talking to Pine, uh, asks if he's seen his phone. Yes. And he says, Everyone is cross and Jed isn't talking to to dad and everybody seems worried. Kids so, pick up on that shit. They really do. Um Pine offers to read him a story. He says, I don't know where the phone is, we'll look for it in the morning. Let me read you a story. And so Pine goes to walk off with the kid, and Frisky starts to get up and follow them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, eh, yeah. I'm going to sit back down. Yeah. So you see that he's starting to become get used to Pine a and... part of the, the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when your security guy relaxes, then yeah, there's that. So that's, so that's this is what makes me think that his action before about picking the kid up and scooping him on his shoulder. Was to put the, the you, security guys at ease. It was a way of saying, you can trust me yeah. with this child. Yeah. And if you can trust me with the boss's child, then you can trust me. And that's true, because he's not being, he's not like acting like the whole watch after Danny thing is a chore. No. Like he's actually talking to him and they're engaged. Being his friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's really good with Danny. He, he really is. So Pine goes back to his little cottage and he's still on the kid's phone. And I'm just like, that's rude. <laughs> That's that's. Just I great. love that the kid can have a phone, but nobody can have a phone. Well, Jed has a phone too. Jed does have a phone. Certain people can have phones. Yeah, but, but not I'm Pine. sure they're tightly controlled. Yeah. And he starts uh, sending some info back to Burr, and I'm like, that's really dangerous because if you think Dad is not monitoring what's going on in that phone, either Roper's a really bad dad or he's a really bad mob boss. Yeah, that's true. Or both. Yeah. So there's that. So he start he's sending stuff. The information he heard from uh, Carol. Yeah. So the next day, Carol's leaving with the kids. Very dramatically. Yeah. Big scene with the nanny. This hurt. And uh, Jed still isn't talking to Roper. And this is where I realized I think Roper might actually be in love with her. Yeah. With Jed. Yeah. So. But also. It's a big scene. And that's the thing about Roper is he's, you know, you could categorize him as, I guess, a sociopath. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's fine with dealing destruction with what he does because he's an arms dealer but like when carolyn saw him watching and she's like oh is this a good show for you dicky but he did seem genuinely upset with the whole jed thing mm-hmm. so yeah when it comes to jed he actually has and his son too i mean because yeah. he was genuinely upset about the whole danny thing so i think once he's chosen to give a shit yeah he gives a shit but everybody else is like fuck all so yeah so then we go to a scene where Corky's uh, watching them get some horses ready. So apparently everybody has gone off to do some dealing, but Corky mm-hmm. has been told to stay behind with Jed because Jed's yep. not talking to the boss. So And that's totally why, Corky. But Corky also sees that Pine was not invited. Yeah. And he's fine about that. And then he's like, oh, are you not riding horses oh, with us? No. Oh, you weren't like, invited? Corky's oh. such a little shit. He is. And he's, he is a, he's a little shit, little but shit. But he's so entertaining he really is that it's just like this is great yeah so while everyone is away pine sneaks upstairs again with this time with flowers pine pine no i get like this genuinely kind of makes me nervous yeah this kind of thing so he goes into the room uh i'm assuming it's the room that jed and roper share yeah and he starts looking around he takes a picture he finds a picture of a little blonde boy takes takes a picture of the picture um, he finds some mints in a tin, and then he finds the secret key. 
peppermints, man. And I'm like, this is the video game continuing. Yeah. Yeah. You're using the clues that your NPC gave you yes. to follow the quest. Looking for the mint. Yeah. Um, and he finds the secret door and the alarm goes off. And I'm like, this is way too fucking easy. Yeah. Uh, Pine searches the office, finds another set of documents that just are just, they're just sitting in a drawer. It's fine. Not in a folder. It's totally fine. Not locked. Just sitting there. Yeah. It takes, so he, he takes pictures of the documents. I'm kind of surprised that this like evil arms dealer keeps such neat invoices. Did you see the rest of that office? Yeah. It was, it was fairly neat. Yeah. And it's not like he lets a maid in there. Yeah, but like. I'm always kind of amazed that... It, Unless he, Corky cleans it, but even, whatever. He might. But even like In the, a little maid outfit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But even even the document that Pine got in the first episode, it was so... It was like itemized. It was like mustard gas. Da, 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 da. And I'm like... Well, it wasn't quite... It was coded. Yeah, but still. Still. I'm like... Yeah. So, um, but he finds a blonde hair. Mm. A shortish blonde hair. And he gets out just in time for the alarm to turn off. Ugh. <sighs> Way too easy. I was I was stressed, Way though. Way too fucking easy. Yeah. Uh, and he tries to put the key back, but Jed catches him and demands <gasps> to know why he's in the room. He's like, but I brought you flowers. I brought you flowers. And she's like, I have to change. And he tells her to close the door, shows her the hair that he found, and he knows she was there and tells her that she, should need, that she needs to be more careful. Yep. But here comes Corky, and he's like, you got to get rid of her. Yeah. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. And then he sees the flowers or whatever. Yeah. Courtney's and fucking observant. He, well, it's his job to be observant. It is. Cause, and we got confirmation, I think, in this episode that um, Corky is, quote-unquote, Roper's right-hand man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, we go to Monaco, and Roper and Sandy arrive at some swank hotel, mm-hmm. and they meet with... Fucking call, Anderson. Anderson. It's fucking Anderson. Fucking Anderson. And he tells them about Limpet. Yep. And um And we we got and, him previously in in the episode before this, but we got him also in the River House meeting. Yeah. So you you see him really clearly like he's with the River House group. Yeah, his name his character's name isn't Anderson, but I don't, I don't know care. what his character's he's name Anderson is. He's Sherlock. Anderson from Sherlock. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. Um uh, you stop throwing your phone in the floor. I don't mean to. <sighs> don't make me make you sit on it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> You've dropped it like three times. Shut up. Shut up. So anyway, Anderson tells them that they know about the connection between Sandy and Apo. Yep. And Roper tells him that they already know that there's a leak and they're in the process of changing the guard. Yeah. And so this is where I'm like, okay, Roper's got some government people in his pocket. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, or is it the other way around? Yeah, I don't know. At this point, now I know now, but watching this particular scene, I was like, which way is it? Because that's the thing. Like, you don't know that, I mean, at this point, to your, to your, um, to what you just mentioned, you don't know that Roper's not in super deep. Yeah, we don't know. And he might be trying to play his buyers or whatever. Yeah. That's the whole thing. You don't know where anybody's loyalties lie. No. So we go to another moment of Corky rethinking his life choices. Yep. Because apparently we do that that's, a lot. that's a thing we do now. Yep. So go back to Roper and he's talking to Jed on the phone. And they fight about hiding secrets, and she's mad because he's hidden things from him. Roper yells back that she's been hiding her son from him. And he's like, I know I'm paying for another man's son. He doesn't seem to care. And he's like, I'm fine with that, but you should have fucking told me. But you should have told me. Yeah. And, but he was okay with it. Yeah. So, and they're fighting and stuff, and so he's like, so other than that, how was your day? And she hangs hangs up. up on him. And I'm like, maybe don't piss off the international arms dealer repeatedly. 
And but she, this shows that she's not scared of him, though. Well, and I thought that, too, when Carolyn was like, oh, is this a nice show, Dickie? And I'm like, please don't fucking piss him off. But he's an arms dealer. He's not a murderer. I'm, well. B- but he's not. Yeah, that we know. He doesn't just kill people. kill people. He doesn't That's just true. kill people. That's true. So. And Jed feels and comfortable she's family. enough to be and she's family. That's true. And Jed feels comfortable enough to be pissed off at him. Yeah. Well, it just shows us that Jed's not scared of him. Yeah. Um. So then Pine, we see, but Pine, Pine is sending pictures to Burr of the documents. Does he send her the picture of the kid? Yeah, I think. Well, I, I but don't she know. never talks about it later. We don't they know. never talk we know about he it. He took it and he shows it to Jed, but we don't know that he sent it to Burr. Not in this episode. Oh. Sorry. It's not this episode. Sorry, I got them mixed up because I watched them back to back. Spoiler. Sorry. So, um, but I couldn't figure out if he actually sent the picture or not. You know, knowing, knowing because, but wouldn't Burr have been investigating this picture of this child? You think so? But knowing, knowing, but they never Pines talk about it. White Knight kind of deal. I bet he didn't send it to Burr. I bet he didn't. Okay, but at this point, I was like, he's going to try to take her with him, isn't he? Yeah. God damn it. So yeah. Burr gets the images. Her and Joel are looking. Very They're excited. just the documents. They're so. super excited. Yeah. And um, but they see Halo on the pages. Mm. Oh, what was which this? we which we heard Halo What's mentioned um, when Anderson met with Roper um, at the hotel. He mentioned Halo. Yes. So we know Halo is basically somebody at River House. Yes. Which is totally fine. You know, it's just the government. It's fine. So suddenly we're back at the villa again. Again, and we're always Frisky, back at the villa. Frisky comes out to get Pine, not Corky. Wah, wah. Yeah. And so Pine goes to meet with Roper, who is giving him a new passport. Oh, it's all scruffy and whatnot. Yeah. Never trust a new passport, Roper says. A new old passport. So Pine apparently has a new name. Yep. Andrew Birch. <laughs> sticking with the tree theme. Sticking with the tree thing. I thought that was funny. Um, but Roper wants something in return. Yeah, he does. And Sandy hands him some papers and then goes to get someone to witness the papers, preferably somebody who can't read them. Correct. And so Roper's apparently giving Pine his own company. And Roper's like, uh, I mean, Pine's like, I don't know anything about running a company. Roper's like, you don't have to run it. Just sign the papers. Yeah. So he practices writing the new name over and over. But we get a glimpse of a sign of one of the lines in the paper. And he's basically taking over Corky's post. Yeah. Gee, didn't see that one coming. And we see um, uh, Roper mentions trade winds, which is something that uh, Carolyn mentioned to Pine and he sent to Angela. Trade pass? Trade pass, not trade, trade pass. winds. Trade pass. So, um, and Angela correctly was like, oh, that must be a shell company. Yes. And then we get confirmation. Because that was on the document. Yeah, we yeah. get confirmation that, yeah, that's exactly what that is. So, you know, again, I was like, oh, Burr's smarter than everybody. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, uh, he's like, welcome to the family. And we get credits. Yeah. So. So Pine in. Yeah, Pine is in. Corky is out. Yep. This is the official changing of the guard. Yep. So. And again, I, I really, it hit me in this episode. I was like, I really like Corky. He's an asshole. He's drunken. He's rude. But also, like, we know as the audience, we know he's fucking right. Yeah. We know he's right to mistrust Pine. He's right to say, I'm not really sure about his background. It doesn't seem right. Because even even Roper is like, uh, you were this distinguished service Iraqi vet. And then you, you were this hotel manager. You were in hotel management for like five years. And then all of a sudden you went apeshit crazy. Yeah, what the like, fuck, dude? What the fuck? What the fuck? And they're right to be suspicious. 
So uh, we have some more feedback. We do. Uh, Michael emailed us about this episode and yay, you caught up to yay! our random recording schedule. Um, so he says, <laughs> we are random two podcasts. <laughs> That's so. true. He says, uh, aloha ladies. Aloha. Um, remind, <laughs> remind me never to party with evil arms dealers. Uh, Michael, don't ever don't, party, don't with party with evil, evil arms, arms dealers. Yeah. Um, he says, I'm still lost about the hanging girl. She's upset over her father's shady work, I think, but she's in it so briefly, it's hard to tell. And that's true. I think she is. Yeah. I think you're supposed to take away, yeah. take that away. So, um, he says the quote unquote interrogation was the oddest job interview I think I've ever seen. Yes. Um, I don't want to be here. You're in. Huh? <laughs> it's says, called reverse psychology. So he yeah, he says I'm almost rooting for Corky to find Pine out at this point. I know, right? And uh, I'm he, rooting for Corky. I am too. He says, speaking of Pine, he's a quick healer, isn't he? We should all be so lucky because all we got was a nice, really big bruise on his side when he was running with the shirt off. Yeah. Well, and, and otherwise nose, he looked well. His nose and his face, like they had, to, like do plastic surgery. Yeah, yeah. To fix his face. And it looks just like it did before, which was awfully it convenient. It is terribly convenient. So. Um, so Michael says, I know it's a spy show, but <laughs> him skulking around in the mansion doesn't seem very discreet. And I, it's not. I don't buy it. it. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. Especially around such a paranoid group. He says, I have to imagine that there are cr- there are security cameras everywhere. Right? Um, then there's the fact that he's constantly asking questions every time he talks to someone. Not suspicious at all. No. And then the missus just spills her guts to Pine, whom she hardly knows. That's true. Um, so he says during the scene he's where... He's got one of those faces. He does. Well, he's pretty. Um, during the scene where Pine tests, quote unquote, the alarm, um, I noticed the dicky boxing robe and gloves. Does this mean that we'll get to see House Box? I I I don't know. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> interesting. It's mildly interesting. Mildly interesting. Um, so Michael says, I still like the parts with Angela Burr and the conflicts between intelligence services. Um, at least that part seems to make some sense to me. It does. Especially when one of the agency is obviously working with Roper. And then he says, cheers and stay Jarvelous, Yay. Michael. So yeah, I totally think, I think all the holes that Michael is mentioning, I think they're legitimate. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of suspicion oh, of disbelief. Oh, so many, in this. so much. Yeah, there's a lot that you have to take with a grain of salt. Yeah, that you have. To and you have go, to. Okay. You have to fill in a lot of blanks yourself. You do. And again, that makes me feel like they're banking on people having read the book. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm assuming there's more detail in the book, like with Apo's you daughter. Assume and stuff. a lot. Like why the why the hell is like a 16 or 18 year old girl so unhappy? She seemed a lot older than that to me. You think? I thought I was thinking early 20s. Oh, I don't know. That was, felt kind of sweet 16y to me, but it could have. I could. It be did wrong. make me think of all the. Remember those sweet 16 birthday parties they used to do mm-hmm. on reality TV? Yeah, I was. That was what I was thinking. But yeah, there really didn't seem to be she, like she didn't have any friends there. Yeah. And, and Burr makes a, I mean, and, and obviously she was laying the guilt trip on, but she makes a big point of saying, like, she wouldn't be dead if you weren't involved with Roper. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I like this episode. I thought, again, you didn't get it seemed like a stick anywhere. But it felt like <laughs> it was setting up, it was explaining a lot of stuff. It was setting up a lot of stuff. Um, there was a lot of connections being made. Yes. Yes. Um, they had to get Pine from being on the outside to Pine being on the inside, and this is the episode where that happened. Yep. So, um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, 
I still feel, I still have a hard time believing that Roper would dismiss Corky so quickly. Yeah, I kind of I kind of wonder that too. And I think some of this they're playing into Roper is super arrogant. And he thinks, well, if I don't see a problem in it, it's fine. But I'm like, that's what you're paying Corky for. But then again, he has a gut instinct. He's yeah. the son of an auctioneer, which he mentions. Right. Um, and auction, there, there's a gut instinct in there. Yeah. Yeah. Element in all of that. He doesn't so. have a good un- gut instinct when it comes to pine, does he? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So there's no. that. Um, I did want to, before we finish, I did want to remind people that we enjoy the feedback. We do. Um, you can email us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. On the Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. <laughs> and if you it's don't want movie trailer voice. I know, it's great. And if you don't want to remember any of that, you can get us, uh, you can get the links to all that on our website, uh, randomtpodcasts.com. Dot com. It's at the very bottom. Just scroll down. Yeah, we're there. You get links to all that shit. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And you can also check out other our, our other podcasts. So many other podcasts. So many. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back January 10th. It does. Uh, we're hoping to get the Slingshot episode in before Yeah. That. Before then. We're going to do a so, special episode for the web series. Yeah. Um, we're hoping to get that done. So send your feedback in on that, Michael. Um, <laughs> I'm not calling you out. I'm not calling you out, but I'm Michael. Not, but, but also I am. Michael. But also I am. So... Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then and uh, Gotham's coming back soon. Gotham's coming and back. American and American Gods. We still have not gotten an airing date. Yeah. So so TBD <sighs> again. It's really bugging me for more. Yeah, yeah. But once it comes out, we're there, man. It'll be awesome. We're, we'll be there. It had better be awesome. It better be. So anything else? I don't have anything else. I'm just kind of excited. We're halfway through and yeah. shit's going. Shit's they're shit's setting, happening. They're setting it up for shit to go down. Shit really goes down in the next episode. It does. It does indeed. So, So, yeah. All right. uh, You have anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys.